Welcome to the Inside Edge. The Blue Jackets back at home in Columbus and getting ready to take on the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow night at Nationwide Arena. I'm Bob McElligot with Jody Shelley. We just got back from Finland. We were in Helsinki. We were in Tampere where the Blue Jackets took on the Colorado Avalanche in the NHL Global Series. Uh, and, and Jody, being part of that Global Series was Quite an honor, as it turned out. I know the Blue Jackets didn't win either one of those games, and that was disappointing. But just representing the league and getting a chance to go to Finland, um, I don't know how you were, but the first game, as soon as they started singing the Finnish national anthem and the people all joined in, I really, it really hit home to me why we were there and what kind of, uh, what kind of service the NHL was providing to the fans of Finland. Yeah, no, that was excellent, and it was those moments like those that that anthem and. You know, just to see the fans, the young kids, uh, how they appreciated having NHL players in their country. It was like, it was marvelous. The whole thing was. And, and um, you know, you think back at that trip and you think of the travel, you think of the seeing the players together. And I, I really remember the kids. Uh, we talked to Patrick Lani about it last week, how, you know, the impact of some of the NHL players that played before him in the league and he would have never have dreamt of seeing a game in his home country. And, and, and these guys, a lot of them have never seen NHL hockey. So, um, you know, I, I was really impressed with how the fans just, just admired and, and enjoyed every second of that. And that, that was probably the biggest impact that I took away as, as we get back to North America. It's like, you know, that, that was a, a special event put on by the NHL and it was really, really uh, amazing to watch it and be there up close to see uh, the impact that it had. We're going to have Gus Nyquist up here in just a couple of minutes to talk about uh, the player experience and talk about where the Blue Jackets are as a team right now. I teased this story the other day when I was doing my Monday mailbag on CBJ and 30, and I wanted to tell the story, but it's really your story. So uh, that's why I wanted to have you on with it. But my favorite part of the trip was after game one, we came back to the hotel and we're just uh, sitting in the hotel bar and a guy walks up to Jody and he's wearing an Eric Halla Vegas Golden Knights jersey. And walks up to Jody and says, "You're Jody Shelley," <laughs> and and uh, and Jody talks to him. And a couple minutes later, another guy walks up in an Alexander Barkov Florida Panthers jersey, wearing a bow tie, and uh, he talks to the first guy. And then he comes over to Jody and he says, "He says, are you Jody Shelley?" And he looks down right in your face and, and stares at you and says. You are Jody Shelley. <laughs> and the best part of the whole story is there are guys that watch you play during the lockout years ago, and they remembered you and recognized you and talked to you for a long time. Yes. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if I was Jody Shelley or not at that point because I wasn't sure where that conversation was going to go. So I said maybe, uh, but they were very, very uh, passionate Yavascula fans. Yep. Uh a team north of Helsinki I played with for almost two months during the lockout. These guys were 10 years old when I was there and they remembered and they, you know, all the, I got a standing ovation when I got an assist there, Bob. Now I'm not sure if the fans were mocking me and I, and I forgot about that, but these guys reminded me it's, it's funny what the fans and, and people remember, but uh, yeah, it was a great experience. And I was wondering as I went back if I was going to run into anyone that remembered those days when I was there. But there was a few people uh, in the hockey world in, in, in Finland that remembered it. It was great to great to hang out with those two guys. We hung out with them for a while that night. And 
um, yeah, that was, I mean, they're, they're now in their 30s. So that was almost 20 years ago that, that I did that. So, it, but their hockey, awesome. their hockey passion was amazing. Like the one guy's talking oh, yeah. to you saying, Do you remember this guy? He, and you're like, I don't know. Number 28. He was yeah, a centerman. Yeah. I'm like, Jeez, oh man, <laughs> I, this guy's locked in, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And think about that. We just talked about the NHL being in, in the hell in the tap right there's those kids those people will never forget that never forget a moment of that so you're right hockey's big in finland i mean it's not the biggest country but everyone everyone knows the nhl players everyone remembers their local team players you know there's team players that played at the highest league out there which is great hockey um and they're still around and it's uh it it was amazing to see the um how hockey is everything there. And that, that was a, that was a funny moment, wasn't it? I, for, I actually forgot about that, Bob, but yeah, that was a funny moment running into those fans. I will never forget that as long as I live. the way that guy leaned down, looked you in the face. It, it was like watching a scene out of the Muppet show, the way he turned his head and he just said, are you Jody Shelley? You one are my, that, Jody Shelley. <laughs> that was the highlight. The other one was, uh, I got to catch up with uh, former blue Jack, Hannes Huvenen, and he played a little time here and he's coaching there now. So I went in to see Hannes and he, he told another story. I totally forgot. He, he was, he told a story where he's used to, he told, he said, Jody, I remember every time before we went on the ice, you would hit me in the back and say, and remember Hoovy, don't give me the puck in the neutral zone. I was like, what? He said, yeah, you would tell me not to give you the puck in the neutral zone. And he said, one time I gave you the puck in the neutral zone and you missed the pass. And Dave King looked at the three of us and said, all right, you three, you're not seeing the ice again. And I was at one end of the bench and Hoovy was at in the middle. And I guess I stood up on the bench and said, see, Hoovy, I told you not to pass me puck in the neutral zone. And we had a great <laughs> laugh about that. And then, you know, and it was true because I wanted to forge check. So I told Hoovy, I'm not, I'm not even looking at the puck. I just want you to put it in the corner. I'm going to go get it with a head start. So we had a great chuckle about that, and it, it was great to always get great to catch up with alumni around the world. But uh, got to see him, got to speak with Freddie Norena. We saw UC. Uh, um, who did we see? We saw a couple other guys. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I don't know. You were holding court with a lot of guys there. A lot of guys before I got in this league. It's but, all uh, running into itself now. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Absolutely. All right, coming up next, we're going to hear from Gus Nyquist and hear about his experiences in Finland, but more importantly, hear about where he feels this Blue Jackets team is right now, where they are, where they're going, and how they've got to get to a good spot. That's coming up as the Inside Edge continues here on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge. The Blue Jackets back in action tomorrow night. They'll take on the Philadelphia Flyers at Nationwide Arena. The Blue Jackets uh, coming into that game, trying to snap out of a five-game losing streak. We're joined right now by Blue Jackets forward Gus Nyquist. And Gus, um, you know, you've had a long career in this league. Uh, you know how it is. There are the ups, there are the downs. The one question I just want to ask you is a veteran guy that's been here for a long time, has been in the league for a long time, you know, what, what is your sense on what's going on with this team right now over these last five games? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it's been through a tough, tough stretch here and, and uh, um, you know, it's it's tough going through through that. Um, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, I've always obviously experienced quite a few times, but we're a young team and, you know, we're, we're, we're right in the middle of it now going through it. And, and uh, um, you know, biggest thing I think is, is the confidence. You know, your confidence down, you're squeezing your stick a little tighter, you might not be making as many plays as possible, so you just kind of, 
I think try to just forget that and just try to stay a steady course here and 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 work hard and and get through it uh, together as a team. You're a guy that when you came into the league, you came in with the Red Wings in Detroit with a lot of great veteran players at the time. Now here you are, the veteran player on the other side. And what things are you trying to do to help some of these young guys navigate through what's going on right now and get themselves back on track? Because that's the way all of you are going to get back on track. Yeah, I, I think number one, hard work. You know, um, but I think one one thing that that's uh, I've learned throughout my career, especially from being in Detroit. You know, looking at the guys that that. That with leaders in, in Detroit, Zetterberg, Cronwell, Datsuk, you know, they never, never too high, never too low. You know, when things were going great, you know, they they were just kind of trying to stay the course. Same way when you know where you were losing a little bit in, in a tough stretch, you were just trying to, you know, kind of stay the same way and and uh, and work hard and and uh, trying to trying to get yourself out of it that way. When you look at this team last year, it was young last year as well, actually a little bit younger last year than this year, and it, and it just seemed like you guys were always in the games. I think one of the things that's frustrating, and I'm sure it's really frustrating for you guys, is the number of goals against, especially in this stretch. It's it's not like you're in a, a tie game until the last couple of minutes. Um, even when you've been in tie games and other teams are breaking those ties and kind of opening it up, how frustrating has that been from your standpoint? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, and, and it's something we have to get better at quickly here, and, and uh, you know, we can't let this uh, uh, go on for 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 longer. We got to stop it and and end it here soon. And 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 you know, it's it's it it is frustrating when you're going through. You know, something that that we've put a lot of emphasis in 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 our, in our practices and talking about in videos and stuff like that. And obviously, we 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 haven't been able to do execute that, and that's something we really have to get better at quickly here. Gus, when you were uh, in, in Finland, you had the Colorado Avalanche, and, and that's a team that, I mean, you have to stick with your game plan pretty tight against those guys. Did you guys get frustrated in that second uh, game quick, quicker than you would have thought? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, that second game, we, I think the second period, we gave up so many odd men rushes, and, and you know, that's something we talk about, and that's, uh, I guess, you know, something that can happen when, when – when you're not on top of your game, like like we're, we're not there right now, and you know we're trying to you know maybe skill our way and and you know trying to dangle through guys instead of sticking to the process, and you know they, that's a team where you know you start feeding them on man rushes, that's going to be trouble. So um, you know it's something that we have to be better at and kind of managing the puck and and uh, um, yeah be much better at that going forward here. You know you say sticking with the process, and, and it's it's such an important thing, like. For you, especially, I think about you last year, you come back and play after missing an entire season. Um, you know, it took you a while to get going and that's understandable because, and we forgot about it because you just think you see you back in the lineup and you're just going to pick up right where you left off. And when you get back in there, you know, it's hard not to try to do everything at once, every shift, you know, get the game all finished in the first shift. And, and, do you relay that message? Because it seems to me you have a very simple focus when you're on the ice. You know what you are. It's because you're a good, you know, you've been around a while, but you do see guys trying to do too much. Do you have conversations with guys? Are those going on right now? Uh, I don't think me necessarily. I think, I think as a team, you know, we, we're, we're trying to do much individually, individually, to be honest with you. I think it's not just a, a, a certain guys. I think as, as a group, we got to, you know, come together here and do it together as a team. I think that's 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 the main focus right now. And you know, uh, 
you know, obviously Lars, you know, talks about those those individual things that, you know, trying to do too much and, and you know, that's something we got to get away from here and do, and do it together as a team here. Yeah, it, it's hard to it's hard to get that snap that focus back, Bob. I mean, it's like it's easy to talk about, but you have to have all five guys on the same page. And sometimes I wonder and, and people have asked me too, can you miss one or two players that much like Danforth. I look at Danforth, for instance, he's a, he brings some elements in all situations. Can you miss a guy that much? Or is it still, you should still be able to have, be able to have it in the room. No, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you go through injuries to, throughout the year. Every team does that. And, and, you know, Danny was playing great for us, uh, you know, at the start of the year, you know, he, he brings, uh, he brings a lot to our team, uh, you know, energy, toughness, um, you know, goal scoring. You know, he's he scored a couple goals here before, before he got injured, unfortunately. But 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 at at the end of the day, you know, it's 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 a team game, right? And and it's a next man up in mentality. You know, you know that gives another guy an opportunity. You know, so grab some ice time, and and you know that's a big opportunity for someone else. You know, when someone goes out, so you know we, we got to be able that we we have more than enough guys to 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 play way better than than what we've been doing uh, so far this year, and we. we we're going to have to come together here and find out here soon. We're talking with yeah. Gus Nyquist of the Blue Jackets, and Emil Bemstrom just got called up from Cleveland. Now, you've played with him the last couple of years, but when you look at the numbers, he seems like he really found his game in the American Hockey League. You've played in the AHL. You know it's a different style of game than the NHL, but that being said, it is a place where you can go and find it, and now it's about carrying it here and just – kind of doing the same things, isn't it? Just He seemed very relaxed down there. Saw some interviews from him. He, he was smiling a lot. He, he just looked like a different guy than he's been here in the last few years where it seems like he's putting a lot of pressure on himself. Um, you know, Can you help a guy like that just to stay relaxed, do the things you've been doing all year? The uniform might change, but everything else has to be the same. Yeah, no, totally, and that, that could be – you know, a good thing for, for a young guy like that who's maybe struggled a little bit offensively up here and, you know, go down and, and, and really get some confidence. I think that's what it's all about, you know, and, and starting to feel good about yourself and you start seeing the ice a little bit better that way just, just with confidence automatically. And, and, you know, he went down, obviously did a really good job, you know, didn't, you know, didn't piss and moan about it, went down and, and, and did a hell of a job and, and kind of, played really good and, and earned his way back here. And, and, you know, it's great to have him back and, and hopefully he can, you know, bring that play and confidence in that, that he's had in the HL and kind of help us uh, help us out here. Yeah, and both of you guys have been in that situation where you've played in that league. And, and as I said, it's a little bit different. Uh, but, you know, if you're a scorer, you're a scorer, right, Gus? I mean, you just get the puck and get that confidence in shooting the puck no matter what league you're playing in. Yeah, no, and I think that – I mean, that – I think that helped me uh, uh, in my career. You know, I started, obviously, my first couple of years, I was mostly down. I played, I don't know, 20 games in the NHL, 60 in the AHL the first two years. So I, I played quite a few games down there, and, and uh, I think um, it helped me, you know, become a better pro and, and kind of learn the pro style of, of, of hockey and, and um, you know, gave me some confidence to, to, you know, scoring down there and kind of bringing that up to, to the NHL level. And what you just said about Emil, how he went down there, he didn't complain about it, he just went and, and did what he had to do. Jody, you and I have talked about this so many times. Attitude is such a big thing when it comes to that switch, American Hockey League, National Hockey League. There are guys that can go down there and they are so mad that they got put there. They feel so cheated. I didn't get a fair chance, this, that, the other thing. And sometimes those are the guys that you never see again in the National Hockey League, right? Yeah, no, and I mean he he did he did the opposite, you know, which which is 
great to see and and uh you know i'm proud of him that way and and you know he went down and and, and really put his work in and obviously played played really well and he, he earned this uh call up so, so uh good for him and you know good to have him back hopefully he can help us out here and jody brad larson talked about this when david yurchek got called up that when they made the call they were taking the best guy and emil bevstrom was leading the league in scoring so there's no doubt if you need a forward he's the best guy yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's the only way to do it. And, you know, when you're in the American hockey league, Gus, I mean, if you're not the best guy, if you're the best guy and someone else goes up, you're going to start grumbling. So good to see him back. Hopefully he fits in and does, uh, has an impact on the team. I'm wondering, are you happy to be home? Yeah, no, it was, it was good to see the kids. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, we, you know, obviously, it was it was such a great trip, and then you know obviously the the, the two results at the end kind of ruins the, the the whole experience for us. I think unfortunately, you know, you, you go home with kind of a sour taste in your mouth. But but you know, leading up to, you know, if you forget about the games leading up to it, being the the three days there in Helsinki and then Tampere, you know, what the great host and and uh, I think the team had a great time. So it's, it's uh, uh, it was great to kind of have some European foods and and uh, get over there and feel it feel feel the European con- or culture. There's I should say Scandinavian culture, maybe again. Well, wait, it's a lot different than Sweden, right? The food's yeah. different, isn't it? Yeah, but we, I still found it being pretty similar in, in, in some things. Sweden has obviously a lot of better things. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no rivalry there, uh, Jody. Right? Almost, they're almost uh, as good as Canada. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> well, used to, I, Finland used to be Swedish, but we kind of gave that part away, I think, in a, in a war. Oh, let's, a let's get into back. that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was wondering when you, uh, when you were over there, I mean, are we not talking about the lack of practice time enough? I mean, cause is it important to you or do you think you see it's important? Some other guys touch the puck, have the drills. Cause he really we were over there. You mean, Jody? Yeah. In the last 10 days, really? Yeah, no, I mean, it, an NHL schedule over the years. I mean, it's, it's, you don't practice a lot to be honest with you. I mean, you, you, you you try to get as much in as, as you can, but but at the end of the day, you, you you're playing 82 games and 180 days or whatever it is. It's it's a game. It's three four games a week. So, so um, you don't get to practice as much, and and you know that's why it's important to have a good summer to prepare yourself and and and, and obviously a good camp. And, and um, so that's where kind of when you, where you get your work in. But but during the season, it's it, there's not much room for for practice, honestly. At the end of the day. Because you look at last week was two practices over there, I think. Uh, travel day, Sunday, day off yesterday, one practice today, then, then you play a game. I just think for some of these young guys, especially, we always talk about the young guys and, you know, they're dealing with different things. And I think of Cole Sillinger um, and I think of Ken Johnson, you know, touches are not just stick handling the puck, but it's like playing on a line with the same guy for two weeks, uh, supporting each other, freeing each other out. I, I just... I wonder if there's not been enough time uh, doing that for this group the, the past little while. Yeah, but I think that's that's part of kind of you know learning the, the 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 pro game. To be honest with you, I, we are a young team, so there's going to be learning curves. But th- this is how it works up there, and, and you just kind of have to find a way to to kind of deal with that. So so that's I think that's just part of kind of the learning curve of of you know becoming an, an NHL player. And you walk back in the locker room today after that trip, a couple days away from the group. What? What's the mood like in there? No, I thought it was good mood. I mean, we we, we got it at the end of the day. We, we got to stay positive. We we got another game coming up here, and 
you know, Philly coming in, uh, who's been playing pretty well. So, so, you, you know, there's there's no time either to be, you know, down and, and you know, complaining about, you know, it's it's, it's we got to get ready for a game. You know, and at the end of the day, we got we got a job to do. We want to win the next game, and we got to we got to start focusing on that today. So, I thought we had a good practice today. You know, we're trying to, you know, keep the mood up in there, and and, and I thought everyone came in with a positive attitude today and and, and worked hard, and that's that's how we're going to have to deal with it. Talking with Gus Nyquist of the Blue Jackets, and, and no, you were just uh, talking about the, you know, the trip and how how good it was. You guys, well, p- uh, players talked about the bonding aspect of it, and and you know, well, long road trips are a good time to bond, and in this one, you're all the way over in Europe, and uh, it's even hard to call home, and because of the time difference and all that stuff, so you're really forced to be together. And I guess you know, if you come out of that and you win one or two games and you say, hey, this bonding stuff really works. When you drop the two games, then it's very easy, especially for people from the outside to go, well, I guess that bonding didn't didn't work at all. But just tell me this. Are there things that happened on that trip with you guys being together that you feel it's going to it's going to pay off? There's that whatever you did there is going to develop despite the fact that you didn't come out of there with a point. Yeah, I think in the long run, you, you, know, uh, you know, those trips – make you become closer as a team and, and I've said this from you know from the start we we have such a great group of guys in there and, and um you know we, we we did have a good time you know we did lots of things that that we're going to remember as a, as a team over there so 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 that's all great but but again obviously the, the two results puts a sour taste in your mouth so you want to come home with two wins but I think in the long run it's 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 gonna you know it's it made our group stronger and we're just gonna have to keep building him what is uh what was the most fun for you to get maybe a guy that hadn't been to Europe or something to to experience over there. Any any good experiences that you were part of? Yeah, I mean a lot of the food stuff. You know, I hear heard lots of complaints from from the Americans and the Canadians. Not, not which is <laughs> crazy to me. Um, um, they get tired of eating the salmon soup or yeah, spoiled. Exactly. spoiled. Yeah. A lot of reindeer, which is <laughs> a lot I, of reindeer. I, I, yes. I like yeah. it was good. If they actually tried it, maybe they would enjoy it too. You can't just read the menu and then exactly. decide not to do yeah, it, right? That's, that's right. Um, uh, the, 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 this uh, one afternoon we went to this spa right on the ocean. Uh, forget forget what it's called. It's like a sauna place. They had like four four or five different saunas. Uh, you know, you go in those and you're go in the ocean which was what 45 degrees or something like that 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 was a pretty cool experience that that was that was awesome most guys ended up doing that so that that was a fun time um so it, it, like was that. anybody having to be coerced into that i mean was anybody like no come on let's go on in that water <laughs> i think degrees. i think most guys i think most guys went in <laughs> probably so hot in the sauna that they jake just, didn't jake Warcheck didn't he thought it was a little cold but yeah he stayed in the sauna but other than that i think everyone went out oh he's his own special breed anyway that guy so that's (laughs) that's not a surprise uh i i just nailed the reindeer on the first day i mean i went to a restaurant and i looked at the choices and i just figured i'd try it it was good get it out of the way then i had it on the way home too right jody i mean i didn't try bear um bear no, I I know uh, one of the guys in our group ate bear at that restaurant the first night. Jody, you, ever, you try you try new foods, Jody? Not really. No, no not really. I did the reindeer, the salmon soup. I love I love salmon. So I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There was nothing that was really crazy. I didn't think. No, maybe not. You know, I stuck <laughs> with the desserts. You like those? Yeah. <laughs> you know what else was great? The coffee. If you couldn't find a oh, good cup of coffee in yeah. Helsinki Stronger, or in right? Tampa, right? Oh yeah, yeah. 
It was great. Yeah, it's not just water, yeah. No, it wasn't water at all. It was like <laughs> four cups a day bouncing yeah. off the walls over there, but it yeah. was it was fantastic. And and the other thing, I, I went for lunch, and I got the salmon soup, and I got a coffee, and I felt like a complete idiot. I had to ask the lady, I go, do you have any sugar? Well, it's a sugar cubes, and then they're wrapped oh, yeah. in different colors. I saw these different colored cubes. Yeah. I thought it was a thing of candy or something after dinner mints or something like that. <laughs> and it was so, you know, it's a learning experience for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. But that's it was good. it was a great time. It was a it was a fantastic experience. Hey, you mentioned Philly coming in here. Of course, John Tortorella is going to be on the other bench. Um, you used to hear him yell right in your ear. Now maybe you'll hear him yell on the other side of the glass. But uh, it, it, is it uh, from a player standpoint? Like I'll be honest with you, I, I'm glad Torts is back in the league. I think it's uh, always interesting when he's in the league. Uh, from a player standpoint, uh, is it good to have him back? Yeah, I, I think I think so. You know, I. I you know, I have a t- ton of respect for, for Torts. I, I, I'd love playing for him. And, and uh, uh, the, the one year it ended up being because I was hurt the, the, the second year. But, but uh, um, yeah, no, it, it's I think it's great to have him back. And I think, uh, you know, I think uh, that part of that style of hockey um, should kind of, you know, shouldn't shouldn't be forgotten, you know. Like, the, 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 I like the, the way that, you know, he he likes to watch hockey play being played. Two hundred foot if that game. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it makes total. Two hundred foot game. Work your butt off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All those things. The way Jody block shots. Yeah. <laughs> no, he he cuts out a lot of the the nonsense, which I think is great. And I think Philly's responded to that. It'll be nice to have him back in the building, though. You, I mean, it's got to be a little motivation, right? Don't you want to see him screaming at his players there on the bench <laughs> with you guys take a big lead in the first? <laughs> yeah, and of course. And, and you know, we want to win, you know, obviously for Lars, too. Haven't been, you know, I'm sure that's... Yeah, good point. Know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it'll be a fun game. I want to watch yeah, and I see. Feel like, I want to I watch and like see which team... one of those guys gets stapled to the bench during the game, Jody, right? Yeah, they'll, all go, they'll be watching closely. <laughs> Well, guys, you know what? I think it was a good experience in Finland. I look at this segment now coming up with Philly and Montreal. Not that games are – nothing is easier, but, they're, you know, settle in at home, and hopefully you guys can get a rhythm here. And, and I don't – personally, I don't feel like you guys are far away. Am, am I wrong in that? No. Uh, you know, we tend to uh, – I think we believe in that too. Uh, it, but but at the end of the day, we we got to go out and show that. You know, it's it's time now. You know, we can't – you know, we, we have we have high high aspirations in that room. You know, we, we think highly of ourselves, and and but at the end of the day, we're you know we're twelve games in now, and we got to go out and show that and, and perform here. So so, you know, it's 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 nice to be back home, get get a few days here in between, and then and come back for, with a real big effort here against Philly. Yeah, and one last thing I have for you, Gus. So you mentioned about you know it's important to win for Brad Larson as well, um, with John Tortorella coming back in, and the things that you just said. Uh, this whole thing seems to me it's very easy for people to go, well, it must be the coach. There's a problem with the coach, this and that. This is a player thing, right? I mean, this is you and your teammates. This is this is on you guys to, to figure this out and, and change it. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we, we just got to uh, – to each man, you know, we just got to be better. You know, I, I starts starts with with me and, and, and the leaders in that room. You know, I, I, I'm not happy with my play. You know, I, I, I feel like I have way better in me and, and I have to – you know, show that and, and go out and perform. And same goes for, for a lot of guys in that room. I don't think anyone can stand up and said that they like the way they're playing right now. You know, at the end of the day, we're, we're the guys that, that are on the ice and we're the ones that, you know, have to play better. 
Well, thank you very much. We appreciate you sitting down with us. Did you bring any canned reindeer home? Any of that meat? No, no. no. Right. I get that shipped then. <laughs> <laughs> Gus, thank you very much. Best of luck against the Flyers on Thursday. All right, thanks. That is Gus Nyquist. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Inside Edge right after this on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge. Blue Jackets preparing to take on the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow night at Nationwide Arena. Jody Shelley's out for this segment, and I have brought in what I think is the perfect replacement. If there is a replacement for Jody Shelley, it is Jeff Rimmer, the television play-by-play voice of the Blue Jackets. Jeff, you're we, slumming now. I am. You are. Well, no, not really. Not, <laughs> you're, you're overachieving. <laughs> hey, uh, we just talked to Gus Nyquist, and we talked about where the Blue Jackets are as a team, but we talked about that trip to Finland. For you, what was your best experience in making that trip to Europe? Well, uh, just the people of Finland. I mean, they could not have been more accommodating. Uh, Everything about that trip was outstanding. It was all first class. The National Hockey League did a terrific job in organizing uh, the two-game series. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, there's not one thing that I can say, honestly, that wasn't knocking out of the ballpark. It was from the team hotel Teams Hotel, because they both we both stayed together, Colorado and Columbus, uh, to the train ride, to well maybe maybe I did find something that wasn't so good, and that was the two games, yeah, the end well, result, right. the end result. Yeah, so, we all yeah. agreed on that too, right? Uh, but it was just a great trip. Uh, Helsinki is a beautiful city. Uh, people uh, in Tempere have a lot to be excited about. Uh, they've got one of the nicest arenas that uh, I think I've been in. And uh, it's the finest facility in Europe of its kind. I'm just disappointed that uh, Julie, our traveling uh, uh, coordinator, if you will, didn't get me one of those rooms that overlook the arena because I might have been able to do the game from there. That would have been good. You could have laid in bed and done the game. Exactly. Did you eat anything that you've never eaten before? No. Nothing. Maybe maybe there was Jody and I went for Italian food one night and we had, you know, you go to uh, Helsinki. What do you do? You don't eat like the natives and you have uh, spaghetti and uh, and meat sauce. Now, the meat sauce possibly had reindeer in it. So Jody and I, I think uh, we tried one little piece. And at that point, we just kind of discarded it, pushed it off to the side why are you laughing? I'm just laughing. It may have had reindeer. Don't ask. Don't tell. I just, I don't want to know, right? Right. Yeah. Well, but, uh, yeah. So that's as far as uh, the extent of, uh, for me, trying anything of uh, the native land, if you will. Yeah. I, you had the salmon soup, though, didn't you? Had the salmon soup, and, and, and believe me, it was outstanding. In fact, uh, I went with Jody, and uh, I bought him his uh, lunch. He didn't have enough. He went back and had a second helping. I said, well, you're paying for that one on your own. <laughs> I mean, I could only expense so much. Right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so it was a great trip uh, for the Blue Jackets. And now, as I said, back home to take on Philly. You know, let's talk about what's going on in the league right now. Philadelphia has been better than expected right out of the gate. That's true for John Tornarello. Yeah, that's right. But that's also true for some other teams. Um, and then there are teams on the other side that were expected to be much better that are struggling right now. But, uh, you know, Philadelphia doing better than normal or better than uh, everybody thought they would. Chicago's another team like that. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised at Philadelphia. Uh, as bad as people thought they would be going into the season, the coaching change and bringing in John Tortorella, who will certainly 
get the best out of his players, particularly in that first and second year. Uh, I, I think that uh, they have certainly overachieved. The best team for me that I've seen so far, and uh, I'll say without fear of contradiction, because they are the best team in the National Hockey League, that's the Boston Bruins. On the flip side, there are several teams struggling. One of them, I'm surprised. Uh, and that's the Pittsburgh Penguins. We saw Pittsburgh, and uh, they looked like they were moving on all cylinders. They were able to uh, keep the band together, if you will, with Latang and Malkin and Crosby. But uh, after they left Columbus, uh, they have stumbled. They went out west and didn't win a game. And they've only won two of their last ten. And then there's St. Louis, a team that uh, we saw earlier on in the season. And uh, they feel in their own mind, talking to Craig Berube when we were there, that they've got a club that's certainly capable of winning the Stanley Cup. They're struggling. Uh, and you mentioned Chicago. Uh, I think Luke Richardson uh, has done a remarkable job there. Everybody expect them, particularly with all the moves that they made, dealing away players that certainly can help other teams. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Jody Shelley uh, has for a couple of years, said to me, boy, wouldn't it be great to have Luke Richardson on the Jackets coaching staff? And you look, this is uh, his second head coaching job. I mean, he coached in the minors in Binghamton for Brian Murray, the late uh, general manager of the, uh, well, Washington, Detroit, Anaheim, and uh, just a terrific hockey person in Ottawa, took them the Stanley Cup final, and he was very high on Luke Richardson. They're from the same hometown, Shawinigan. And uh, it's a situation here now where I, I think Luke uh, has that team overachieving. I don't think they'll stay there for the entire year. But uh, a team underachieving for me that I expected more from is the Vancouver Canucks. And you just wonder how long they're going to go with the coach that they've got in place there. Who's going to be the first coach fired in the National Hockey League? And Bruce Boudreaux, listening yesterday to an interview with Jim Rutherford, the uh, president of hockey, uh, he doesn't like the style the team is using, thinks they're too loose. And if he's not happy with the style that's employed by the coach, you wonder how long he's got before uh, perhaps uh, he's dismissed. So it's something to watch there. Uh, Edmonton with uh, Connor McDavid, the best player in the National Hockey League by far. Uh, he is off to just a terrific, uh, I think he's uh, more than two points per game, and he is just so electric to watch. So uh, those are some of the teams and some of the players around the National Hockey League that are getting it done. I should mention one other team, and that's New Jersey, because they learned a couple of days ago that they're going to lose Palat for several months. The word is six months. We were there in New Jersey and saw the Devils. They are a much improved hockey team under Lindy Ruff, who told me opening night he was booed, and they said, fire Lindy, fire Lindy, fire Lindy. And now all of a sudden, uh, his team is uh, right there near the top of the standings in the Eastern Conference. And I like their team, but they've also lost goaltender Blackwood for quite, quite a bit of time. Uh, he's got a, uh, a knee problem. It's not a total tear, so they're not going to do surgery, but at least at this point. But that's a couple of key players out of their lineup. Speaking of goaltending, Matt Murray is expected to come back and join the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, but still Ilya Samsonov is considered week to, be, week to week. So they were in a situation where they lost both of their goaltenders. They're going to get one back, but again, it's Matt Murray. And yeah, I, I hate I'm to not say a big this, but Matt how, Murray fan. how long is he back for? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, no, he's, uh, 
he seems to be on the shelf, and that was certainly the case in Ottawa more than he played. Uh, the story going around the NHL right now is they're looking for another goaltender. Frank Saravelli wrote a story this week, one of the NHL's finest insiders, and he had a list of five goaltenders around the league that uh, would be of interest. The top of the list was Jonas Corpusallo. I wouldn't deal Corpusallo. I think Jonas did himself a disservice over the last two years playing through that hip injury, and he continued to play. Just think back to the bubble and how outstanding he was he was at the top of his game and I think now having been removed for that for a couple of years and having the surgery the hip surgery the other night against the defending Stanley Cup champions I I think the uh, Avalanche would have hit double figures as far as goals he gave up five goals but he could have given up 10 he made a number of great a saves so no I wouldn't deal Corpus Allo uh Elvis well, that's another story. Maybe Elvis needs a change of scenery. Uh, we'll see. And, of course, what will make that tough is the $5 million cap hit right. that he has on his contract, especially if you're talking about a team like the Leafs who are already cap-strapped, and how do you make something like well, that Well, maybe work? you trade money then. Yeah. You trade money or maybe you pay some of that uh, $5 million a year. But you know, I think if, it, if I was the Blue Jackets, the preference would be to trade money, take some money back for the money that obviously uh, Elvis is making here over a five-year period. And, of course, Daniel Tarasov goes back to Cleveland this week where he'll get a chance to play again. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. And, and he, again, when really when you talk about all three of the goaltenders, you can't look at the last, this five-game losing streak and say, oh, it's all on the goaltender because it's not. No, not it, by all, any All of them have had uh, their issues. But, you know, as you're talking about, Tarasov's going to get back. He's going to get the play. He's going to play big minutes. He's going to be a number one guy, and that's going to do well for him, whether it's a week from now, a month from now, or a season from now. Let me uh, throw this out. If the Jackets continue to struggle, could you see more of the young players perhaps uh, headed to Cleveland? And I don't think it's a bad idea. No, I, I don't either. You can you could load it up, and you could let them go and have success. And, you know, the question is who, who – you got to bring some of those guys up then, right? Oh, there's to, players to that you could there. bring right. up. There's yeah. players. Gantz is there. There's yeah. some other veterans. Marchenko's lighting it up. I'd like to see him at the NHL level. He's got the right attitude, though. He says, I'm down here. I'm not worried about Columbus right now. I'm worried about Cleveland. Uh, he's really involved uh, in the community there now. He's gone to a couple of uh, Cleveland Cavaliers basketball games. Is learning to speak English. The guys in the room tell me that uh, he is really one of the most popular guys in the room. He's a funny guy. He's cracking jokes. He's learning all he can about the English language. Uh, hey, uh, I'd like to see Marchenko get a chance. And He's already played pro hockey and the KHL, so obviously he's had a taste of it, but he's got the right attitude. He went down there, and he's playing well. And next to Bemstrom, I know one of your favorite players, uh, why uh, I, I think that uh, he deserves a crack up and a chance to come up as well. Speaking of Cleveland, let me ask you this, because when Jim Clark used to be the assistant general manager here, and this is back in the early days when the affiliate was in Syracuse. Right. Um, you know, Jim told me that he liked that kind of an arrangement because he liked the players that were in the minor leagues to feel like they were in the minor leagues. You know, when you're, you're in Syracuse, not a big city, the rink is old, it was, there, were, there were very few luxuries. Don't tell the owner of Syracuse that, though. Howard Golden. He would not appreciate you know, that. Tampa's gone in there and put a lot of money in since then. <laughs> they have luxuries now they didn't have. But when you're in Cleveland, playing in a major league city, you're playing in a major league oh, arena, yeah. you get to go to Cavaliers games, as you said. 
Um, and when you talk about somebody handling it the right way, I mean, you know, that's a situation where you could be like, eh, if I'm not in the NHL, if I'm making my money and I still get a chance to do all this stuff, that's fine. I don't think Kirill Marchenko is like that. I, I think he wants to get here, but on his own due time. Right. Uh, hey, listen, they're running that franchise like it's an NHL team. Which is great. And the ownership, the parent uh, company, yeah, it's our affiliate, but the Cavaliers are pretty well running that franchise, except for the players. And they've tried to make it that uh, National Hockey League or, or pro and uh, professional organization, and I think they've done a really good job. And I think that uh, the Jackets are fortunate to have that franchise so close because if there are players that can't play tomorrow night or in a situation where uh, we might not have players here for several days, then you've got a three-hour drive to Columbus and you're in the lineup and you could get the phone call at 10 and 11 o'clock right. in the morning. Absolutely. It's a great setup. I've got one more thing for you here. Ottawa Senators for sale. Ryan Reynolds was on uh, with Jimmy Fallon the other night talking about being interested in buying the Ottawa Senators. He said he needs to put together a group because it is very expensive. He then went on to say if he can't buy the Ottawa Senators, maybe he'll just buy a U.S. Senator when it's all over because that'll be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, Ryan Reynolds spent part of his life in the Ottawa area there. Uh, he's, hey, he's a big movie star. and uh, But I would think that the whole – the whole thing is, are they going to get a downtown rink? That's what's going to make it really um, attractive to an owner, right? Because Gary Bettman, when he spoke in his press conference over in Finland the other day, he said that team is not moving. Nope. It is staying in Ottawa. That's a condition of the sale. But to get a brand-new building downtown would be huge. It will be, and I think they, they will get it. I mean, it was a mistake building the arena where they built it initially, but the uh, Firestone family had that land, and they wanted to use it. And uh, ultimately, that's where they ended up in Canada. But uh, I'm disappointed to say, very disappointed to say, that I didn't win the $2.04 billion uh, Powerball because I would have bought the franchise. And I wouldn't have moved it. I'd have been very happy to build my own arena. That kind of money. Why are you laughing? Why would you buy that franchise? I think... I think they've made some nice moves. I, I think that that's a franchise that's not ready to uh, knock the walls down, but I think it's got a chance to eventually be a good team. It's They're not that far removed from a Stanley Cup final under Brian Murray, I might add. And I, I think that uh, that's not a bad market to look at because when they do move downtown, it's going to be a great franchise. I was also laughing because I could just see you storming into that dressing room. Oh, I would. No question about it. Oh, I would too. I, I would tell the coach who to play. Right. Because <laughs> I, I have my opinions. You would Brad tell Larson hasn't asked me yet, though. First of all, yet. your coach would be handpicked, so you would be able to tell him who to play. Why right? would? Oh, yeah, I'd have my own coach there. Right. Yeah. No doubt. Can I maybe talk to my good friend Chuck Fletcher about uh, torts? I think torts would be great there. I don't know how Torts... You, you can talk to him Well, you want. I don't think Torts would go because he's got, and I've said this to you privately before, if you look at the Flyer logo, Torts' face is there. He's the perfect coach for Philadelphia. I can't wait to see him. That would be, uh, that would be too much in the Canadian market. I mean, he'd enjoy that. Well, he was much. already in Vancouver. It didn't last very long, right. but no. uh, he went didn't. after uh, uh, Hartley. If you remember that. Oh, I remember that. Uh, I remember that quite Hartley well. They put, up the, they put up the wall between the dressing rooms in the hallway yeah. as a result. John of Tortorella, Memorial Wall. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Jeff, thank you so much. Only one person Anytime. can fill in for Jody on a segment, and that's you.
Well, thank you. All right. Jeff Rimmer, television voice of the Blue Jackets on Bally Sports Ohio. Jody Shelley joins me to close this show out. Coming up next, it's the Inside Edge on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge. Bob McElligot and Jody Shelley with you getting set to wrap up this week's show. We've got the Philadelphia Flyers coming into town tomorrow to take on the Blue Jackets. Jody, we were talking about uh, John Tortorella with Gus Nyquist a little bit ago, but let's talk about the Flyers just and where they are right now. They're overachievers, and a lot of uh, the reason for that is Carter Hart. He has been uh, fantastic in net for the Philadelphia Flyers. Tortorella seems to be pushing the buttons on a team that is still missing some of its better players, and when you get down to the nitty-gritty, that's not a surprise because that's the factor that he brings to a team. Yeah, and you know what? Carter Hart has been outstanding for them. I mean, I think he's won every game he's played. The Flyers, you know, they're a team that, yeah, last year they were terrible. They lost their identity, so they brought in the right guy. We know that Columbus, when he came in here, they needed their identity. And, Bob, how many questions, how many times did we get asked when people asked about the team? The first question was always about John Tortorella. What's he like? What are the players like? Do they like them? And, and you know, they admire him. You know, we just spoke with Gus Nyquist, who you could tell he took a moment before he talked about him. Um, and it's because he brings a dynamic to the trainers, the coaches, the players, the organization where it's no nonsense. And, and I love that about Torts. He's in the right place in Philadelphia. They needed it. And the, the, the league is better when the Philadelphia Flyers are playing that hard, tough, brand of hockey and torts understands that i mean he's a perfect fit there good to see him get a little bump uh you know in in this for the for his team because and i and i figured he would because you know you hear that there's a few dynamics there that that just weren't working and players were doing things they shouldn't be doing on the ice and it was just careless defensive hockey i mean he's scratched one of their top uh salary guys on D and Ristolainen. I mean, he sat him on the bench and that's what Torch does. We saw him do it with veteran players here. He sat Seth Jones early in his tenure here where he sat him on the end of the bench for the entire game. Uh, he sat Konechny and Hayes, two key guys on the power play for two periods, one game. And listen, it's just like coaching uh, youth hockey. You cannot let uh, players get away with things. Some players get away with things and others not. So accountability. And, and he would always say it's a lonely place holding a standard and holding players accountable, but he did it. And, you know, this will be fun uh, tomorrow night with him here. He's uh, he's back in Columbus. He's, um, you know, the fans are going to love having him back in the building. You know, Brad Larson is going to want to beat him. The players uh, are going to want to take him down and the flyers. So, that's the matchup tomorrow, and I can't wait to see it. And hopefully it's a perfect timing for the Blue Jackets. There's a little more juice to this game. Um, sometimes big events, they're great, but, you know, there's anticipation going into Finland and, and everything that was coming and and the way the team wanted to get a win. They left there not happy about their the way they uh, played, but now they're back in Columbus. Make this building a tough building, and it's a perfect time to turn things around for this team and get, a, 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 well, an all-needed. Uh, victory so we'll see but uh, the dynamic of torts we could go on we could do a whole show or two on him yeah we at least two uh but for the blue jackets again we look at what they've been doing the things that they've been doing wrong you look at that first goal in game two against the avalanche four men are below the faceoff dot 30 seconds into the game it cost them a goal on a two-on-one is it simply playing smarter as a team for them 
It's playing as a team first. I think that this team is not hard to play against at times in games because they're too far apart from each other, kind of on their own page. You see a four check where one guy's in and there's no support getting the puck. You see uh, a pass in the neutral zone, which if you think about Hannes Huvenen, you don't want the puck in the neutral zone. There needs to be more of a directness to their game uh, where it's straight ahead, where I know that you're going to puck, put the puck in an area so I can get a jump on that. Uh, it, it's meeting pucks on arrivals. You know, Brad Larson talked the past two games about checking. Well, checking is a big part of checking is anticipating where the play is going. So a little freer play for the players as far as simplicity. And, and it used to be, you know, one thought in the defensive zone for so me as a winger. I would want one thought in the defensive zone when I got the puck, one thought in the neutral zone. And then the offensive zone, you kind of just play. But on the forecheck, it's one thought. So, you know, if they get back to that simple take care of what's right in front of you mentality, but also support each other with quick and close support, I think they'll be much better. You know, you see Zach Wierenski trying to simplify on the power play where now he's shooting that puck. He's letting that patented wrist shot go. And you weren't seeing that earlier. It was overpassing, uh, getting frustrated. So, you know, there's there's every player can get back to their very simple game. And I think if they do that, especially tomorrow, they're going to have to against the Flyers. Um, they're they're going to get back on track. So that's what I see, Bob. And that, that's what I would I would hope and I would think that all these players are trying to do. And you can tell with Gus Nyquist, uh, he said he didn't talk to anyone about it, but you can tell that, um, you know, they're ready to get back to that simple game. They're going to have to. Yeah, no question about that. All right, Jody, thank you very much. Well put. All right, thanks, Bob. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Inside Edge. Again, the Blue Jackets and the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow night at Nationwide Arena. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. You can hear pregame coverage starting at 6.30 tomorrow right here on the fan and the entire Blue Jackets radio network. For Jody Shelley, I'm Bob McElligot saying thanks for listening to 97.1 The Fan.